0: This has to do with the coronavirus and the measures in Europe. So uh, I don't know how many Americans are watching this or English speaking, rest of the world. But things are happening in Europe as well. And some people, educated people, doctors, lawyers, other professionals are seeing the measures and are seeing a disconnect between the virus and its effect and, and the measures taken. And they are taking action. One of the people that has taken action is Heiko Schoning. Schoning is German and a doctor and co-founder of Doctors for Enlightenment and also member of the WDA and the well, that's um, and and also of the ACU 2020. Now what that is, ACU, it's it's German also Corona Untersuchungsausschuss. My German is not that bad, but the investigative com- committee outside of parliament. If parliament is not investigating, we're going to do it ourselves. So that's Heiko Schoening. And his example has been mirrored into the Netherlands. So we're going to listen uh, in, in, in a minute from now to Pedro Kuyt, who's a Dutchman and who's created his Dutch Buitenparlementaire Onderzoekscommissie, his Dutch outside of parliament investigative committee. Now, Heiko Schoening introduced the World Doctors' Alliance in Berlin, in Germany, and introduced there was also, uh, one of the speakers there was also Elke de Klerk. Elke de Klerk is going to take the Dutch government to court. Um, She feels with her fellow doctors that the coronavirus should not be on list A. So these are initiatives that are actually uh, taking place here. And then le- the last one I want to mention, I'm going to interview him next week, is another German, um, uh, Rainer Fulmich. Now, he has been involved in legal actions around the Volkswagen uh, diesel scandal. You might remember that Volkswagen, they, they pimped their their, <laughs> their cars to, to, to fall below the diesel threshold, and that was basically fraud. So he, he has an experience in class action lawsuits and, and big lawsuits like that, and also against Deutsche Bank. He is going to take, I believe, United States or maybe Germany. I'm going to ask him next week to court based on the findings of that outside parliamentary investigative committee. So lots of this stuff are, is happening in Europe as well. We're going to talk to small, small, smallish. So the Netherlands is not the, the biggest country in the Europe. But uh, uh, Pedro Kuit has got his own committee and we interviewed him yesterday. Here we go. Okay, at this time we're talking to Mr. Pedro Kuit, my fellow Dutch countryman, who um, who has decided to take <laughs> to take matters into his own hands, yes. so to speak. Um, we're going to talk ab- about uh, Corona measures taken in the Netherlands, uh, lockdown, and. Uh, them being in or outside of law and how we respond to that before we go there pedro I know, and i know of your project and you have been my guest in dutch on the podcast podcast already so this yes. this is our first english conversation before we start it um uh, we will publish this to youtube and we intend to keep it on youtube and not be censored any uh, anytime soon if, if we can avoid that anyway so let's just try to stay within their um, restrictions such as we know them at this time <laughs> Oh, yeah. And also, just further on in the conversation, tell us about your experience uh, streaming to the YouTube channel. We will get to that in a moment. Yes. First off, uh, Pedro, what are you doing in the Netherlands?
1: Um, do I have to go back to the website do self normaal or okay. let's let's start where you started let's start as a, as over again? Yeah. Well, um, in, in in March, uh, the 16th or 15th of March, our prime minister told us that a very dangerous virus, COVID 19, entered uh, the Netherlands illegally, <laughs> and um, he said it's very dangerous and it has a, a very high fertility rate. And like all uh, Dutch uh, people, I, uh, I I believed him. So I washed my hands and I sneezed in my elbow etc cetera, etc cetera. and um, I, I, I didn't dare to touch uh, the buttons in our elevator but after um, two weeks um, the doubt pop, pop, popped up in my mind and I thought well I, I don't think this that, it's all true theres is, there is that's there's a bigger a bigger reason why they are doing this and it's all about about power and about money so um, um, a few months later, I decided to to, to build a website called Do Zelf Normaal. Um, in in English, it's it's it be, behave normal yourself. So don't talk to me about normal. Behave normal yourself. And um, it's 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 a sentence in, in a debate our prime minister had with a member of parliament uh, a few years ago. And in his uh, uh, corona measures, he he was talking about the new normal. So I thought, okay, the new normal—it's—it's going to stay this way. Wash your hands, uh, not uh, uh, distance from one and a half meter from your fellow uh, citizens. So I, I didn't think it was normal, and uh, I built a website, Do self and at that Do self Normal, and at that website I published all his lies from the past and his lies about COVID-19. And I didn't just publish it; i, I proved it with 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 sources. Uh, on the website that he was lying about uh, uh, very many things. And before COVID-19, the press was always talking about the liar, our prime minister, the liar. And now that was COVID-19, and he was a hero, and I didn't understand it because I thought he was a liar then, and I think he still is a liar. He's lying about all these things. So when I published nine lies and uh, the tenth lie uh, was was in my mind and I published it, I got very angry and I went to the district attorney and I told the district attorney, this guy, he's lying and he um, basically he's a terrorist because he wants to change our society indefinitely and he has no reasons and he's uh, uh, using his, his position to do that. So. Um, and we're still we're still talking
0: about our Prime Minister Mark Rutte, just to be sure. We are
1: still <laughs> talking about our Prime Minister okay. Mark Rutte, okay, yes. Carry on, yeah. Okay, and then I asked the Parliament to uh, start an investigation. Uh, and, um, to the, to, for, for the, 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 to the Corona uh, measures, yeah? The corona measures and uh, they refused. And then in Germany I saw uh, that they were uh, out of Parliament, they, were, they, they started uh, an investigation themselves, a commission. They founded the commission and they started an investigation and they uh, asked uh, uh, scientists um, about the corona measures in Germany and what they told about it. And, so, and they witnessed um, out of their profession. So when they uh, had a baker and he wants to talk about meat, they say, no, 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 you have to talk about bread and not about meat. And you know a great deal about meat, but you are a baker. So medical doctors, lawyers, um, well, name it, they they ask these people about their opinion um, uh, according to the the corona measures in Germany.
0: To give testimony. And you saw that happening in Germany? Yes. And then what happened?
1: They gave testimony, and I saw it happening in Germany. So in Berlin, there was a, a very big demonstration against the corona measures, and I said to my daughter, well, let's uh, hop in the car and uh, drive to Germany because I know Heiko Schönig from that commission in, in Germany is in Berlin. And I called him, and I had a meeting with him in a restaurant, and he told me, well, uh, I did it this and this way, and I said to my daughter, Well, we are going to do that in the Netherlands. And when I was back in the Netherlands, I built a website called uh, BPOC2020, in Dutch, Buitenparlementaire Onderzoekscommissie, Commission Out of Parliament, Investigation Commission Out of Parliament, because the parliament is refusing to investigate this. So I called a lawyer I knew, Frank Staderman, and I asked him to... uh, um, uh, he is independent from the commission to uh, uh, lead uh, the, the hearings. And um, while well, we are doing this, uh, we, we now we uh, had f- four hearings. Uh, this weekend we have our fifth and our sixth hearing. And we have uh, 60 people waiting to be uh, questioned by uh, Frank Staderman uh, and the About their opinion, it's all professionals about their opinion according to the corona measures. Can you give me some?
0: So you've had some some testimonies already over the last couple of weeks. What would be the most striking? What can you give me some highlights? What what kind of testimonies? What kind of statements are these professionals making?
1: Well, a chemical specialist uh, talked about the PCR test, and um, well, he he proved. That the PCR test, he told us, and he proved that the PCR test uh, is 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 not suitable to 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 test people for 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 Corona, and he uh, he proved that it's 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 a big fraud to do this because when the PCR test says people are positive for the coronavirus, uh, well, there are so many false positives, and they are uh, testing so many people more and more and more that well uh, the relative count of false positives is is, is is very big. So you can't test people with a PCR test and then say well there are ten thousand positive tests today. So we are strengthening strengthening the, the, the corona measures. So it's 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 fraud. It's one big fraud. Right. So we want to prove in this Commission that uh, it's one big fraud what they are doing in, in in Europe, but in Holland but also in Europe. So I'm uh, seeking connection with other countries. In Germany, you have uh, a commission, but uh, I have uh, contact in uh, in the United Kingdom with a professor from the University of Cambridge, and I'm meeting him uh, next week. So he wants to found a commission in Germany. Uh, I have contacts in Belgium, and I have contacts in Sweden and in Swiss. So we want to connect as commissions and exchange professionals to hear about okay. uh, the measures what, in their own country. What do you? It win. sounds.
2: Yeah. It sounds like you're spreading a counter virus, uh, <laughs> counter yes. revolutionary virus. Yes. Which, which yes. is good. Um, I have a question though. So let's say all these commissions inquiries go well, um, and you take all of these testimonies and everything's great. What's the next step uh, beyond that you hope th- th- that can be accomplished, you know, once you've done the good work with the committee?
1: Well, we want first we want to create an awareness uh, in, in, in all those countries, in the people of those countries, an awareness because we are live streaming these hearings and put it on the website. They can look back at that hearing. So we want to create an awareness so we are... The, uh, Mark Rutte and the government is not explaining why these measures are necessary. They just say, well, uh, 10,000 people more are uh, tested positive, but that's not a good reason to, to, uh, to des- destroy this society. And so we want to create awareness, and we will take it to court. So when, when we uh, uh, investigate and we see that they uh, it's one big fraud, when we can prove that, We will take it to the highest court to uh, bring these people uh, to to, to justice and uh, to stop this policy and to change uh, the way uh, the Netherlands but also other countries in Europe uh, uh, um, are being ruled by these governments because I think it's a a crime against humanity. I think it's a crime against humanity what what, what they are doing now and when time is, 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 is uh, every day, I'm, I'm more convinced that it's um, a crime against humanity. Yes.
0: Initially. Now, here's the thing. Um, you're taking wit- wit- witness statements, uh, not under oath, as it formerly is, but as if it were under oath. So these are yes. professionals that with their integrity want to give statement of of what they see is wrong about the policies conducted in the Netherlands. So you you can't get more truthful than that. You have been streaming it to YouTube. What has been YouTube's response to the live streams that you generated?
1: Yes, well, they sent me a message that uh, I had to stop uh, streaming this kind of, of, of live streams with this content. Because they, 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 they uh, warned me that they were going to punish me. And then when I do it the second time, uh, they are blocking my live streams. And when I do it the third time, they are uh, refusing me the entrance to my own channel. And when I do it again, after that, they will uh, delete my whole channel. Yes. So we are being censored. So um, I decided not to wait. So I went to a, a private platform. And it, it costs a lot of money, but now I'm streaming on a private platform in, in the UK, in the United Kingdom. The professor in Cambridge uh, told me there was such a platform. And it's, it's expensive, but it's much better than YouTube. So um, um, this week I'm deleting the whole channel myself because I don't need YouTube to stream my, uh, my services.
0: How's been the media response in the Netherlands to your initiative?
1: Okay well they are calling me because they want an, an interview with me and my daughter but I told them that we uh, will not take interviews uh, from the uh, the mainstream media because I think they are uh, responsible together with the government uh, by uh, destroying our society because they just write about the opinion and the propaganda of the Dutch government and when you are against during the, the the Corona measures, they I say that you are uh, well. How do you call that in English? Uh, conspiracy compulsive. theorist or
2: something?
1: No? Yes, yes. You are not uh, by your right mind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, they are um, framing you, and um, well, we we don't accept that. So uh, we don't give any interviews to the mainstream media. But when you refuse to do that, well, it doesn't stop them writing about you. So they framed us uh, in the NSA Handelsblad, That's a big paper, in uh, a big newspaper in, in, in the Netherlands. But um, I think what, what they don't like is that they can't catch us because my daughter and, uh, and me says, well, no interviews. And the lawyer, Frank Staderman, who, who is leading the hearing, says, well, no interviews. We, we just don't do that. So I told uh, the journalist who was calling me, Go to the website, BPOC2020.nl, and you can see all the streamings and you can read about why we are doing this, and that's enough. We don't have anything to tell uh, more than that on the website and in the streamings. So I don't trust the mainstream media, and um, uh, I gave an interview to to Rico and to one other uh, channel from uh, Tom Switzer, Blue Tiger Studios, and they are the only two uh, interviewers I trust. And I, I don't go to the mainstream media. Okay, thank, thank you for that. So yes. how has been the response by our
0: politicians to your initiative? Have you, have you have, had any?
1: Yes. Well, I, I invited uh, 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 politicians to uh, uh, to come to the commission and to be heard by Frank Stademan, And, well, they all, they all refused. The prime minister refused. He, he wrote me back. You can call it on the website. You can see it on the website because all people who refused our invitation are placed on the website. So when they send me an email, I don't come to you. I don't I don't want to be heard by the commission. We place it on the website to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And we also did that with, with the, the, the reaction, the reply of uh, uh, of our prime minister, Rutte. And uh, well, they, they don't want to be heard. But we have an outbreak management team, OMT. They are advising... The government and the OMT a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jaap van Dissel, he called me and he says, well, maybe I want to uh, to be heard by your commission, but I have, I will, I, I, I want to set some standards some uh, a um, Preconditions. Preconditions about it. And I said, well, uh, you can do that. Uh, we, we don't um, make exceptions. When you come, you come and to tell about why you give this advice to the government. No problem. You are welcome, but no preconditions. So he's uh, thinking about it. And, uh, right after, uh, Jaap van Dissel called me Caroli Illy. He is an, uh, uh a kinder arts and a child, um, doctor. Doctor. Um, and he, um, he asked me about the commission and about my opinion. Well, I said, well, I'm concerned. That's why I founded this commission. And I asked him, well, how he thought about his advice to the government about the, the, the masks uh, children has to wear at the schools in the Netherlands. Because on the website, normaal. I uh, people can can um, tell about their experiences about their children at school with, with, with masks I had about nine hundred reactions and uh, also from from children from 14 15 16 year old old who are uh, stressed about the masks they have to wear and he said it doesn't concern me it doesn't concern me and I said okay well come to the commission and <laughs> tell tell about it in a hearing, why it doesn't concern you that children are stressed wearing masks.
0: Well, um, so you mentioned uh, Jaap van Dissel, uh, yes. and it's a bit of a stretch, but if I have to translate him or his position to the United States, he would be, <laughs> these are my words, and I'm paraphrasing, but he would be a watered-down Anthony Fauci in a way, maybe, yes. <laughs> for our yes. local so, yes, but so that guy is going to give testimony for your commission. That's what you're saying,
1: right? He called me that he wants to come to the commission. He has preconditions. I said no. no preconditions, and he said, "Oh, okay." I call you back. I'm thinking about it. I'm. He's going to talk about okay. it uh, in the outbreak management team. Right. So he promised to call me back end of the week, and I have his mobile number now because he forgot to to. Uh, to call me anonymously, so I have his mobile right? number.
0: Maybe so. it was intentional. And he has nothing to hide. So, yes. could, so I'm so going to stalk him. <laughs> I, I want to go into uh, uh, our prime minister declining Mark Rutte. So yeah. question to you is: uh, What was his rationale? So why did he decline? And also f- further, uh, I believe in Germany the Bundestag is, is now c- c- working together with the investigative commission from Germany.
1: Yes. So what yes. has been
0: Mark Rutte's response and how does it work currently in Germany?
1: Well, Mark Rutte's response was uh, that uh, he saw no reason to uh, be heard by the commission because he said uh, uh, a few months ago, uh, um, a couple of, of, of members of parliament wrote a report called Lessons Learned and uh, they, he said, well, so we learned our lessons and we are convinced that our policy is the right one. And and I told him in my reply, well, I don't think you learned any lessons because uh, you're still destroying society without any reason. You are not proving there is a virus. You are not proving uh, when there is a virus that the fatality rate is very high and it has to be on the A-list because you have the, um, um, the authority to put it off the A-list on the B-list. He can do that. And I said to him, you put it on the A-list, but uh, I, I understand that. When We were all shocked in the beginning of March, but now we see it's just an influenza virus or a rhinovirus. Yeah? And so put it all, not on the A-list, but on the B-list. But when they do that, they are not allowed to take these measures anymore. So, yeah, but well, he doesn't want to come. And and, and he says, uh, well, um, we did an investigation, a couple of parliament members Called lessons learned, and that's enough for him. Now,
0: I'm well, assuming Angela Merkel is also not contributing to the German counterpart. But how is the Bundestag working together with the Germans?
1: Well, the Bundestag is, is, is uh, working together with, with the Germans. They, when 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 the Commission has questions for the for the Bundestag, why they uh, implant uh, some some uh, measures, they are responding on it. So they talk with uh, with the Commission. So, and that's, that's a big step forward, because um, when they uh, see that there are uh, mistakes being made, that's what, what, what uh, the Bundestag says, well, they are going to um, set up their own commission, but then officially in the Bundestag. So, more and more members in the Bundestag are talking with the commission, so this, that gives them then an official status. You know, and uh, the mainstream media is not so negative anymore about Heiko Schoenig, because they see he is an authority and he knows what he's talking about. And the commission is an, an honest commission just doing an investigation to the policy of the of the government according to the COVID-19 uh, measurements. So they are winning authority. And when I told him uh, that in the beginning no one was responding to our uh, uh, request to come to the commission and now we see that many people call us ourselves and they said well it's exactly the same what happened in Germany but they are about three months ahead of us so um, well we see we are on the radar and we are on the agenda and just um, um, we don't give any interviews and we are holding back and we see that the The mainstream media doesn't know what to do with it. They call us, and they think, "Well, okay, they want to be in the newspaper, so everybody knows they are there." But we just say, "No, we don't do that." And they, they don't like that. They they don't know what to do with us.
0: What do you what
2: What's your take on this, what
0: you If you hear this, that,
2: that's the correct approach. Because um, back in January, I did an interview with Francis Boyle, the guy who wrote the biological weapons convention oh, yeah. uh, and, and that, that that I was the first to ask him about the corona being a bioweapon and he said it was a bioweapon that leaked out of Wuhan lab and that was my most popular YouTube video ever 300,000 views uh, would have probably gone on to a million and YouTube promptly um, deleted it but like a few months ago I got an Associated Press uh, journalist who wanted to interview me about the situation and his email was very strange like I want to know more about you, who you are, where you come from, how, what you did about this interview and just like you said, I knew it was going to be a hit piece, and I refused to even answer his email. And then a month later, when his piece came out, indeed it was a hit piece. It was talking about conspiracy theorists and this and that. And had I done the interview, he would have put my name and you know painted me negatively. So yes, there's no other approach. It's just disengage, don't cooperate, don't cooperate with them, and like as you as you say, work with the alternative media and, and do yes. your own thing. So. Yes. Yes.
0: All right. Well, that's encouraging. Thank you, Pedro. Yes. 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 That uh, is encouraging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I yes. also noticed. I, I know you're uh, what you're doing, but so uh, you have a lot lots of people lined up. Um, what can we expect in in the coming weeks? Then, uh, can you can you lift some of the uh, what, what what kind of
1: guess? Yes. Well, for privacy, we did just published the the names of the uh, of the witnesses five days before. So, um, um, coming weeks, we can expect uh, a, a social geographer. He is called Maurice de Hond. He's coming to, uh, to be heard by the, by the commission. Uh, we have an, uh, um, a professor, uh, Pierre Capel. He is uh, this, this uh, next Saturday. He is coming to the commission, uh, followed by a, a psychologist who is talking about the stress followed by the, by the measures uh, of, uh, of the government. Um, so we have all kinds of professors and doctors who are coming to, to the commission uh, next these months, following months. Okay.
0: And also in the Netherlands, those names would by now be pretty well
1: known. I They're assume. pretty well known. And at the okay. and, and, uh, end of this month, an uh, economist of uh, the University of Nijenrode is uh, giving a statement uh, in the commission. We are very glad and happy that he wants to do that because he's talking about what uh, the measurements are doing with the economy and if that's uh, within proportions. Okay. Yes.
0: Pedro Kuit from the Netherlands. Thank you so much for being
1: our guest. Yes. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, uh, good luck. Uh, how do you call, uh, pronounce your name? Herboye. Yeah for you okay well what? But, but, but in short what are you doing uh you have a channel an alternative channel or uh...
2: yeah yeah it's called geopolitics and empire and i interview uh people from all over the world you know i've, yes. I've inter- interviewed spies diplomats academics economists and so i do try to do that every week so okay yeah.
1: well <laughs> good luck with that and uh i, I was glad to join the conversation uh, thank you rico okay. and uh well,
0: maybe we see we'll see
1: each other
0: soon again. Okay, we'll do. Uh, no. Yes, Take okay. I shall so sure see him this weekend, in his next hearing. Th- these are the guys that make me proud. So we've been bitching about the Netherlands. I have, but uh, this this is encouraging. Um, we're waiting for our last guest. So uh, you mentioned while while he was talking that there was a question that came up about is. Censorship on YouTube worse or less severe in different languages. Me being Dutch and you being Spanish. I'll make one example. I interviewed a Dutch doctor, the guy you go to when you feel sick, and I asked him, as as if I were a patient, what would you, how would you treat treat me when I would have Corona symptoms? And he walked me through that in an hour long interview, and. Uh, well, there was, some stuff, there was some stuff in there that YouTube didn't like. I mean, they were contradicting the World Health Organization position. So it took them over a month. And then they took that video offline for violating their spam and scam policy. Then I interviewed uh, a lady, an American doctor, Colleen Huber. And she went into the risks that she sees of mouth masks and she sees adverse health effects. And he refers to an investigation that Anthony Fauci has done. I clipped Fauci. So I put a, a fragment of his 60 Minutes interview in my interview with that Dr. Colin Huber. Now, that thing was picked up by YouTube's censorship filters, like immediately. So I would get a copyright claim and, and not, uh, not severe copyright claim. But then within half an hour, my interview was uh, deleted and blocked. I didn't even publish it. So I'm pretty sure the copyright filter, more than English, made YouTube kill that interview and put me on the penalty bench.
2: And you just said the F word. I think we're screwed now.
0: Oh, damn. Oh, oh, I'll shut up now. (laughs)
1: Fauci, no. (laughs)